Coming to you, undead from the crypt. This is Adelaide Horror Podcast with Zombie Joe. <laughs> to the Adelaide Horror Podcast. This is your host, Zombie Joe. Today, it's episode five, and under the banner of aquatic horror, I'm going to be talking about Deep Rising, 1998. So this was a movie written and directed by Stephen Summers. Uh, he also was behind movies like The Mummy, The Mummy Returns, uh, Odd Thomas with the late Anton Yelchin, and uh, Van Helsing in uh, 2004 with uh, Hugh Jackman. So that's uh, pretty good. Uh, this movie, Deep Rising, it's it's a complicated kind of... Um, uh, it, it's a good movie, but it's not an awesome movie. So it kind of sits... Um, some people go, yeah, I've seen it, I hated it, or yeah, I've seen it, I thought it was alright. You know, I haven't met anyone that rambles about this movie <laughs> in a massively positive light. But, you know, it is what it is. I... It, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a movie that you got with a collection of horror films that you like. You've watched it probably six to seven to ten times. You like it. You know what it's about. You know what it tries to do, and you don't hate it for it. So that's how I best describe Deep Rising for me. That's the relationship that I have with it. However, there's some people that can't stand it. So it, you know, it is what it is. Um, so yeah, that's that's why it is. Uh, yeah, so I'll get stuck into the nitty gritty of the movie. So it was, well, it was made by a budget of forty five million dollars, and that's including the CG. Um, the CG in the nineties, not not so good. Uh, I think one of the worst CG things of this movie was actually the explosion at one stage. Uh, that was that was a bit rubbish, but. Uh, like I said, not enough for me to rage quit the film um, or to, to hate it for this reason. I accepted the fact that the CG is what it is. It, it's a 90s movie. It didn't age well. So, you know, if we can all get over that, then, and you accept Deep Rising for what it is, you're going to like the movie, like what it's trying to do. Um, the best way I could describe this movie is that it is literally an aquatic version of the mummy on the ocean. Um, that's that kind of fast paced if you hated the mummy yeah pack it up kids and <laughs> I'll see you next episode <laughs> like <laughs> if you didn't mind the mummy and you knew what the mummy was trying to do then yeah put put Deep Rising and the mummy in the same basket like you know it's it's, it's like the yeah the semi ugly kid um, you know you, you love them all the same and uh, yeah, so the budget for this movie, yeah, $45 million. Uh, and the, it was a bit awkward because it grossed $4 million in the US and $11 million globally. In Australia, what I believe it went straight to VHS, if not DVD. I'm just still trying to rack my mind if we. I'm pretty sure it was DVD. Um, I saw it at the video shop. That, that's how I saw it. The poster jumped out of me from the wall because I was like, whoa. That, that's the other good thing about this movie is the cover art for this movie. You had one version, it was like the, just the eyeball of the creature 
and looking aggressive, like the one eyeball looking aggressive at you with the deep rising kind of logo underneath. The one that we all know is the, the ripple in water and just underneath in a transparent kind of in the shape of the ripples of the ocean. It's a lady's face screaming. So I thought that was artistically well done. Like I thought that was clever. Uh, there was another one and it kind of looked a bit graphic novelish, and and it was kind of a nod to Cthulhu. Uh, it was it was dark and it was like dark, um, dark blue and green, that Cthulhu green kind of the H.P. Lovecraft, uh, limeish fluorescent green, not the same lime green that we get in the Reanimator like another H.P. Lovecraft story this this isn't that like but it's kind of similar anyway it's kind of a nod to Cthulhu anyway it's definitely a nod to Cthulhu um the title work so I thought that one was pretty good um yeah so it's it's got some different kind of cover art but yeah so that that giant poster kind of jumped out at me when I went to the video shop and I was like wow you know what you know what's this um so that was pretty cool the runtime's an hour and 40. Um, IMDb, yeah, look, they gave it a 6.1. Um, for me, I'd say 7. Um, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah, 7. 7's all right. Well, that's, it's not good. Uh, it's not bad and it's not good. You know, it's kind of in the middle. 6, I thought, was a bit of, yeah, it's too low for me. Um, but like I said, that's personally my view. That's just me personally. Uh, the it was released in the states in January, so that's like right in the middle of the winter, um, and and right in the middle of our summer. So we we got it straight to video. However, if you're watching this and you're from Australia and you did see it at the cinema, write and let me know because I was trying to track it to see if it was released in the cinema and I couldn't remember seeing it being advertised at all uh, in the cinema. Um, I just remember seeing it on on the video so unless it was cinema release and I just happened to watch it at the video and I missed it at the cinema didn't mean it didn't come out at the cinema so I don't know um, yeah feel free to write in the comments um, yes in Australia we got it on the 7th of uh, sorry, March yeah March yeah no sorry May seventh of May uh, in ninety eight. So yeah, um, so yeah, it's got a look. The cast is like it's got a good cast behind it. Some cast you recognise. Some cast kind of went on to do TV appearances. Um, but they've all been in movies, like major kind of films. So you'd probably recognise the names as I go through them. Um, yeah. So cool. Uh, I'll go through them. Uh, John Finnegan, um, he's a US actor. You know him from The Phantom in 96. Uh, Kevin J. O'Connell, he was in The Mummy in 99. Uh, he plays a guy called Joey in this movie. Uh, we've got Una Damon, uh, she's a South Korean actress. She's Layla in this movie, and you'd know her from The Truman Show. Uh, then we've got the bad guys. So we've got Wes Duty, who is uh, Hanover. Uh, he's a Native, Af uh, Native American actor and you know him from The Last of the Mohicans and a few other uh, Native Indian movies as well. He's really good, uh, brilliant actor. 
uh, Jason Fleming, he's a, he's a, uh, a British actor, he's Mulligan, you'd know him from Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Uh, Cliff Curtis, uh, he's a New Zealand Mary actor, and Mamuli, and he, that's his character name, and uh, you'd know him from the movie Once Were Warriors, so that was a, another really good film. Clifton Powell, he was uh, Mason, he's an American actor, you'd know him from Rush Hour. Uh, and then Trevor Goddard, uh, his character's called T-Ray. He's, he's an English actor, uh, you'd know him from as Kano from Mortal Kombat, and now not an Australian actor. Uh, I actually almost did the orkies of putting him down as an Australian actor. He's actually an English actor who can do, he specialises in an Australian accent. Uh, and he certainly does because I actually thought he was Australian. He, he pulled it off really well. Um, so yeah, Kano from Mortal Kombat, you'd know him from that. Uh, Demon Hususu. Uh, he's uh, Vivo. Uh, he's an African actor, brilliant African actor. You'd know him from Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, you'd know him from Blood Diamond, and he was also in the movie Amistad, which was the I think his first movie, and that's based on a historical event. Um, um, yeah, so definitely check out that those movies for sure with him in it. Uh, Clint Curtis. Uh, he's Billy, and he you'd know him from uh, Blade. Um, so yeah, uh, we've got uh, Derek O'Connor who plays the ship's captain. Uh, he plays Captain Althorn. You know him from Daredevil. Uh, he's the late Irish actor. Um, and then we've got Femke Jensen who's Dutch and she plays Trillian St James. And you'd know her from uh, House on Haunted Hill and also Golden Eye, um, uh, James Bond movie. Uh, Anthony Hield, uh, he's an American actor, he plays uh, Simon Canton, uh, he's the creator of the Ocean Liner in this very arrogant rich guy, um, I think he always plays a dickhead, like, it, it's I've never seen him play a nice guy, and he's always got those circular 90s glasses on, I, yeah, I'm sure he's a nice guy in real life, but, jeez, <laughs> he always plays the knob, uh, yeah, far out, um, anyway, Silence of the Lambs. He was in, uh, yeah, he was in Silence of the Lambs. I'd... Well, he was probably a dick in that too. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, so basically the, the run of the movie for Deep Rising was, um, so the start of the movie, there's a bit of a spiel and it talks about um, ships going missing in the South China Sea uh, because South China Sea's got these really deep, deep, kind of oceanic trenches in it uh, that's unexplored blah 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 the ships go missing you know without a trace da, da, da. so they're kind of going all oh, sea creature uh, and that's kind of um, to give you the feel of that at the start of the movie and then we open up on uh, uh, the John and his um, kind of it's not a u-boat but it's it's a it's a boat for hire but it's armed like it used to belong, you could tell, I'd, dare I say it, Vietnam era kind of um, uh, uh, army boat, like a US army boat, like they, they used in Vietnam. Uh, but this has been modified a bit, it's got an enclosed cabin, so that's why I was kind of reluctant to say it was a Vietnam kind of used military, uh, uh, U, it's not a U-boat, but it's, it's similar to that. 
um, it's armed. It's 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 got some armaments on it, so it's it's uh, ready to get down. And um, anyway, so him and the mercenaries uh, is traveling. Uh, is transporting mercenaries uh, in the uh, in the ship, and he's got his three crew two crew with him. So Kevin O'Donnell and Uma Damon. So John, Joey, and Layla. So we get to know them by their kind of ping pong conversation that they have at the start of the movie and the fact that they're, you know, transporting these mercenaries in their ship and that they don't know where they're going. They only know there's a location. They've been paid quite a lot of money to go to the set location and that's it. Like, no questions asked. I think their motto is if the cash is there, we don't care. So that's pretty much what they're about and that's what's going on. So, um... The head of the mercenaries, uh, Wes Studi, basically confirms this by by going, you know, this is where you're going, shut your mouth, and I'm not going to tell you any more than that. Um, uh, Kevin O'Connell character, Joey, is a bit creeped out by all these guys and starts snooping around the ship, which he shouldn't have done, and he discovers some of the cargo that they've got on board, so he doesn't like that and ends in an altercation, um, and uh, there's a pretty intense standoff so the relationship on this ship between the the mercenaries and the crew isn't a great one um so that's its own kind of story happening there uh and then on the other side you snap over and to the, the to the luxury liner itself and uh, we get a a really decent camera shot considering this was the late 90s and they weren't doing drone camera shots. So the CG on this one was done well. Um, so it was a out in the ocean zoom in shot into the ship. There's a gentleman finishing a cigarette on the deck and he walks back into the ship and you follow him into the ship. Um, and that camera work was a really good like that's what i noticed and i thought wow this is pre-drone so if they shot this movie again there'd be drone shots like you got nobody's business um and so uh yeah i, I thought the camera work was done was done really well uh so you zoom in you see a big party going on all these rich people loaded people they're all dancing you know gambling and uh, yeah, Simon Canton stands up, does a speech, kind of pretty much gives everyone a verbal resty by talking about how rich everyone is and they made his dreams come true, blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, so, and then we see Trillian St. James, who's uh, Femke, Femke Jensen. Um, she's walking around in a nice cocktail dress uh, kind of, you know, eyeing people off and then sees a ship crew member and um, bumps into them and takes the wallet and gets the access card that she's after. So you're kind of sussing, okay, she's on this ship to hit something bigger uh, on this on this ship, you know. Um, and that's that. Um, so, yeah, we've got the ocean liner in the South China Sea and we've got the mercenaries in the South China Sea uh, and so, yeah, do two and two together on that one. Um, while this is all going on, um, Femke gets uh, busted for trying to get into this access staff area. 
and the only brig that they had was a cool room, so not the freezer, so they, they don't want to kill her, but like, you know, it's uncomfortable. Uh, but at least, you know, you know, that keeps her locked up kind of thing. Um, in a way that works out in her favour because as this is going on, the ship is then hijacked by a unknown entity. Um, apparently, you could stop a whole entire luxury liner by removing four or five CD-ROMs. Um, yeah, didn't age well. <laughs> uh, so yeah, took out five CDs and that was it. Ship is closed off. Uh, it's uh, dead in the water. Uh, they're not moving. The radar's gone. Everything's gone. Radio, the works. Right as this happens, the sea creature shoots up from beneath them and hits the ship. Now, what I'm trying to understand is that the creature has obviously been tracking them uh, and hit the ship at that point because it stopped. Or it just happened to be at the bottom of the ocean, looked up and went, cool, KFC. Um, <laughs> because the, the ship had, had stopped and it obviously thought maybe it was a giant whale. I'm going to schneck on that. I don't know. It just it, Anyway, it just bang hits the ship and, uh, and just starts tearing into it. Uh, we don't physically see the creature at all. We just see everyone losing their shit and running everywhere because this ship's getting thrown side to side. And you kind of see human behavior at this point. Everyone's stomping on each other. Like, so if you're not going to get mangled by a creature, you're going to die because the dumbass next to you just tripped you over and then 50 people are going to step on your face. So, you know, that's, <laughs> you know, that's, what, that's what you're going to die of, really. Um, yeah, so there's stampedes and everyone going bonter. Uh, and uh, running back and forth and then uh, one lady pushes past another gentleman and locks herself in the toilet thinking that she's okay and <sighs> she's not okay um, <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna leave that there she cops it pretty hard uh, and pretty bad um, so yeah life lesson people don't be a dick and lock people out of a toilet um, doesn't mean you are safe and yeah, so then we get the screen snaps back to the mercenaries and uh, and that's that. In the meantime, a not a life boat, but a speed boat that was attached to the um, uh, ship comes loose and falls into the water and so floats off and uh, the ship with the mercenaries on it hits the um, speed boat damaging the boat this is where I'm going to pause it it's not a spoiler but in real life this would be the end of the ship <laughs> like <laughs> this would be dude um, what they're carrying on the ship and them hitting the ship I'm like mm, nah it, it, that would be the end of the movie. Like, that would be the end of everyone on that ship. Like, the end. Um, so, unpause. Yeah, I think this is the reason why people jump up and down about this movie. It irritates them because it's a bit unrealistic or whatever. Hello, folks. It's a fucking horror movie. Like, it's not going to be realistic. So, 
you've got to kind of let that one go. You, you let it through the keeper, that one. Um, anyway, it's it damages their ship, so then they've got no choice, and the crew of the with the mercenaries get sucked into the mercenaries' plan as well, and lo and behold, they board the now cruise liner that had been attacked. So some time lapse has passed in between this, um, and so they board the ship um, looking for money, treasure, set item, we don't know. Um, and whether it is the same item that Femke Jensen was looking for as well while she nicked the swipe card and then got busted trying to get in. So, yeah. Anyway, the Mercies are on the ship and they like, where are the people? What's going on? The cruise liner is dead quiet. It is, and it's creepy. Like, it is really creepy. There's no blood anywhere. The lights are still on. It is freaking clean. Like, there's, it's like everyone has just run to one end of the ship and it's like a giant surprise birthday party. Like, it is dead quiet. And the mercenaries are rightly getting freaked out by it, going, this is too quiet, what is going on? And they enter the main hall, and they're ready to, the guns are out, and there's no one. And they're like, oh, what the hell is going on? So they're rightly freaked out. This is kind of where I'm going to leave the movie. I'm not going to go on about it, because you do start going into spoiler territory, and that's not what I'm about. Um, so... Uh, it just pretty much, like anything, it's it's a battle of stay alive and, you know, people get picked off and people survive and I'm not going to say who does and who doesn't and uh, leave it at that. So um, it's a good time killer, this movie. If you want something to watch and have your mates around playing in the background, you're not going to take it too seriously, have a few beers, watch a horror movie with a bunch of other horror movies, this is the one to watch it with. Um, so... Uh, Deep Rising 1998 check it out you can and you don't have to pay for it <laughs> um, YouTube type in Deep Rising full movie it's on YouTube you don't have to pay for it just play it and that's it like and you know so if you hate this movie by the end of it you're not going to be butt sore about it because it costs you nothing so um, anyway cool so yeah, so that's that's that. That's my little aquatic gem that I like going to. It's not not perfect, but I like it still. It's it's it is what it is. It's it's all good. Um, it's kind of the reason why I went off and uh, re reviewed uh, the relic. It kind of reminded me of that, and it came out roughly the same time. So that was kind of uh, that one I thought was really really good. Uh, too, so I'll be reviewing the relic at some stage as well in later episodes. So check out and listen out for that. So in another little segment that I call now is news from the crypt, and basically a couple of things. I've been um, some recommendations. So um, if you guys haven't already checked out a horror movie review TV show on YouTube, definitely check out um, Myron on um, Happy Wax TV. Uh, he's a Canadian guy. He does these really good reviews about all these different horror movies that come out. Um, his display at the back is awesome. I love the setup for this guy. Um, so, 
yeah, it's it's a really good show. It does really good reviews, uh, deep dives. If the movie's crap, he'll let you know about it. Like, it's it's really good. Me and him both agree that we liked Haunt. Um, that's a, a recent movie. Uh, definitely check that out. H-A-U-N-T. Um, man, what a movie. What a Halloween movie. Oh, my God. It was so good. I, I went out the next morning. Um, to the local um, shopping centre mall for American viewers um, and uh, went out and bought a copy of it. I haven't I haven't loved a movie that much for me to want to buy it immediately afterwards. I looked it up and made sure that it was available and I purchased it and it's now on my horror collection. So that's rare, man, for me to do that. That's how good Haunt is. So, yeah, definitely check out Haunt. Uh, you can get it on, I got it on Microsoft Store because I watch a lot of my movies. I buy and download, buy my Xbox. So I, I go through the Microsoft Store and rent movies that way. Um, I'm on Amazon Prime. So there's a lot of uh, horror movies on Amazon Prime. Um, so I check it out. So that's good. So yeah, definitely... Uh, check out Happy Wax TV. Uh, great show, and uh, yeah, you'll you'll really like it. Um, follow the Facebook group as well. Um, uh, there's uh, always a view view watch groups happening, uh, so you'll probably chuck up a movie that you'd want to watch. So yeah, really good, um, really good show. So yeah, I've been checking out also a podcast uh, by Fangoria, and that's Casualty Fridays with uh, Kane Hodder and uh, Felissa Rose. And um, yeah, really good show. Um, also available, I think, on Stitcher, but I've been listening to it on Spotify um, and available on um, um, YouTube as well if you want to watch it rather than listen to it. So yeah, definitely check them out. Um, they've been really, really good. Um, yeah, I've seen the trailer for uh, Halloween Kills and oh man, this is so good. I've, man, it is really, really, holy smokes. Like, what a, it's so, it's such a short trailer, but it just grabs you by the throat, man. Like, you just, oh, man, Jamie Lee Curtis is, it's so good to see her back and just her reaction when she sees these vehicles and the way she freaks out, like, is just Oh man, it's so raw. Like it's it's really really good, and it's and I'm just like man, I just cannot wait to see this movie, and I really hope that this is the only trailer that we get for this movie. I do not want anything being spoiled about Halloween Kills. So um, yeah, definitely very excited about that. So hopefully it does come out in Halloween here uh, in Australia. I I, I don't know. Um, the sitch about that with us um, here in Adelaide, Touchwood, uh, our COVID is is sorted. Like we we've managed to close all our borders off, and we're doing really well. Uh, unfortunately, Victoria is very uh, struggling uh, badly as well. So, um, so yeah, you guys are in our thoughts too uh, about that, and uh, you know, hopefully we can get, they can get on top of it. Um, and Sydney as well, and also Queensland. So it's starting to spread up the east coast a bit uh in australia um but hobart tasmania adelaide where i am 
uh, Western Australia and Northern Territory, we pretty much have managed to uh, get on top of it early. Uh, social distance, get on the face masks, got it on early, and then pretty much closed our borders off and we've managed to prevent it. So um, a spread from occurring. So we're, we're lucky in that sense, um, but still think about other people across the border. And we also still think about the people uh, in the world, um, you know, US, Canada, England, all over the world, globally, everyone that's affected by this um, as well. So, you know, I just wanna say, you guys, uh, good luck, stay healthy, stay mentally healthy, um, and yeah, definitely get support if you need it. Um, yeah, so yeah, okay, cool. Um, next episode, uh, episode six is gonna be Galactic Horror, and I'm gonna be reviewing uh, Event Horizon. Uh, so that was uh, that was a pretty decent film back in the day, back in 1997. And uh, yeah, so until then, stay scary and bye for now.